Hey everybody, I have a little bit of a cold today and I thought my throat just sounded too cool not to record something, so I'm literally pushing my entire day aside to make this mini episode just to say hi and tell you some updates about the show. We've been growing by leaps and bounds the past few months and every time I feel like we're kind of hitting our stride a little bit, I tend to want to expand. So here's what's been going on and what you can look forward to and actually it includes a real life ghost story as well and we'll get to that, but first, turn off the lights find a safe hiding space, and fall in to haunting season. Good evening, world, and welcome to Haunting Season. We'll get to that ghost story in a minute, but I want to talk real quick about the show and what you can expect as we start to have the real sprint towards Halloween. It's the next big holiday. This show started as a passion project in 2013. Creepypasta was just becoming a thing, and I wanted to do my own twist on it and add in a 360-degree soundscape like an audiobook with a movie score and sound effects in the background. Well, life got complicated complicated, and after two successful years of weekly posting on YouTube, I was forced to put the project aside. In 2020, just before Halloween, the show was resurrected as a podcast, and after a lot of messing around, we decided that the scary stories should take priority. And then TikTok happened. I started messing around there in February, I think, and really hit my stride in April. The growth there has been absolutely unbelievable. For reference, over the two years of hard work on the YouTube show, I got about 16,000 followers, which is really awesome. And now, just having passed the six-month mark on TikTok, there are 130,000 people following Haunting Season there, which has opened up some doors for low-level sponsorship and lots and lots of collaborations. And that's where we are today, friends. I'm taking a moment to reflect on how amazing this past half a year has been and looking towards the future of the show. And it's not really a show anymore, if I'm being honest. It's it's more of a growing community of like-minded people here for the scares and the shares and, and the deeper thoughts that we have when we look at horror in a collaborative way together. I've been loving the feedback on YouTube, loving the discussions on TikTok, and now I'm taking it one level deeper with a one-on-one interaction. So if you follow on Instagram, you may have seen my call to action for the new app I'm on called Hi-Ho. I know, I know, another social platform. I rolled my eyes too. And before I dive into it, and before we get to that ghost story I'm talking about, I want to just say i don't work for Hi-Ho. I'm not sponsored by Hi-Ho. I'm just into the idea of what they're doing. Basically, it's a video version of Reddit. I create a topic and post a video, and then anyone can respond with their opinion and answer to the topic. And the thread starts to build. You can swipe through all of the responses. You can reply to someone else's reply, and it all builds out this breadcrumb trail of video thumbnails so that you don't get lost. It's super easy to use and I'm finding it's an incredible way to interact with fans and friends of the show in a really personal and unique way. It's essentially sending video messages back and forth with me. So here's an example of a topic I posted asking people to share their ghost stories. 
Hey, hi-ho, my name is Josh, and I have a YouTube show and a podcast called Haunting Season and a TikTok presence, and um, I'm hanging out here with my buddy Edgar, who you may be able to tell from the way that he looks, is a ghost, and that is because I have a question for you. So the other day, through my YouTube comments, I got the story of a woman who saw a ghost, and she is now 72 years old, and it took her years and years to find someone to share that story with, and part of what I want to do is be that safe space for people to share their ghost stories, because it's something I feel like when we're really young and little kids, or when we're really old, Old and we just don't give a shit anymore, um, we tend to feel a little bit more relaxed and can share things like, oh yeah, that place we used to live in was totally haunted. Anyway, so I was wondering if you had a ghost story. Mine, uh, I have quite a few actually, but my very first one was a bunch of friends of mine in high school broke into an old age home. I don't recommend trespassing. It was a different time. And um, <laughs> it had burnt to the ground and it was abandoned. And while we were in there, we saw and heard some very strange things that opened up a lot of questions for me uh, for the rest of my life. And so I've spent a decent amount of my life so far trying to figure out exactly what they are. If it's just residue, like milk in a glass, or um, if it's something, uh, you know, that we get to experience after we get to experience all of this. So if you have a ghost story, please share it with me and let me know too if you, you want it to just stay in the app or if I can use it for uh, maybe a future podcast. And here's an example of a response from friend of the show, Max George. This is Max with the Scream Kings podcast. We're huge fans of Josh and Haunting Season. Excited to tell all these awesome ghost stories. We, we don't do ghost stories that much anymore. My ghost story is kind of a weird one. I used to work at a hotel. I did a night shift as a security guard. And there was this one night as I was making my rounds inside of the hotel, looking out into the parking lot, there was this kind of cloaked guy figure, I don't know what you want to call it, um, kind of walking up and down the parking lot. Needless to say, it terrified me, did not want to engage with him, and so I just kind of watched him from the outside. Um, again, kind of this long black trench coat, hood, not really doing anything that would warrant a security guard getting involved. Um, still was creeped out, so instead of watching him through the windows of this hotel, I went to the main security office and figured I'd just watch him via some cameras, the security cameras, much safer, um, much less scary. When I got back, though, to the security office to see where he was, he was not showing up on any of our security cameras, which was terrifying. So then I go back to where I saw him originally in the hotel, and there he was, just walking up and down the parking lot like nothing was wrong. So again, I go into panic mode and I'm ping-ponging back and forth. And that entire night, for probably 40, 30 or 40 minutes, I would move from watching him in the parking lot to going back to the security cameras and trying to see if there was a glitch or what was going on because he was not showing up in the damn security cameras. Um, eventually he just kind of disappeared. We don't know what happened. Um, I don't know if he just left, if he was real, um, if it was a demon or who knows, but I am very skeptical when it comes to ghosts and ghost stories and spirits and all that stuff, but that was one of those moments where I really kind of had to rethink a lot of things. So, excited to hear more ghost stories! And uh, then I got to reply back to him.
Oh my gosh, Max, that's incredible. What I particularly love about this is what you see in movies all the time is the opposite of something is in the video camera or in the screen or in the, you know, whatever security footage, but it's not there in real life. And then you're like, oh, the cameras, the technology can see stuff that we can't. But here, your eyes are seeing stuff that the technology can't. And that makes much more sense to me in a real ghost story kind of way, because our uh, technology really kind of sucks still, you know? Like when you try and record things in low light, it's still super grainy and crappy quality. When you try and turn up audio beyond what our normal hearing is, it gets really crappy and wobbly. Um, you know, we, we can create cameras that can see infrared, sure. Um, and like the Hubble telescope can do a lot of really cool stuff. Ooh, that would be a fun story to turn the Hubble telescope on the earth and look at all the ghosts. Have we done that? Is it too, is the lens too long? I don't know. Huh. Now you got me thinking, Max, this is amazing. Thanks for sharing. And then I can scroll back up to the top and hear replies from other people like this one. Hey, Joshua, you can use this story if you wish, though. The audio might be a little corrupted for a podcast because I'm recording it on a rainy day inside my car. So about 10 years ago, my brothers rented a cabin in upstate Vermont in an area that was not super populated uh, at a time when uh, there was a lot of snow on the ground, about three feet uh, in all directions. And they decided that they wanted to go on a midnight hike uh, into the woods uh, beyond the cabin to see what was out there. Uh, And they came upon an abandoned place. It was a cabin that was totally inaccessible. Um, There were multiple trees felled in the driveway area. And they could tell from wear and tear and a partial roof collapse that it had been abandoned for a long time. So they decided that they were going to try the doors and see if perhaps there was a way inside. And it turned out that one of the doors indeed was left open. As they entered the place, they realized that all of the art on the walls were by the same artist, and there was a lot of it. Black, splotchy ink uh, done in kind of menacing ways. Uh, Some of the art was rambles, uh, others were, looked like grotesque figures, certainly nothing cheery and no color. There was still food in the fridge, but they looked on the counter and there was mail there from the 90s, so the place had been long abandoned. That food in the fridge, by the way, they found a beer can, it was empty. The interior had evaporated, uh, though it was still closed. They explored the first floor and they decided that next they would have to check out the basement. So, in a single file line, Uh, All three of them decided to go down the basement stairs, and the last person in that line was my brother Greg. As he descended a couple stairs, he swears that he felt a heavy hand press upon his shoulder and grab. There was nobody behind him, and it scared the shit out of him. Very spooked, he said to my brothers, we have to get out of here. We need to get out of here now. I felt something. We need to go. And they hightailed it out of there. Now, I showed up the next day. I did not go on this adventure. But I needed to know more. <laughs> I, I'm a skeptic. I'm like, I'll dive back in there. I'll, I'll say, I said, can we go back? And uh, not all brothers were willing to, but at least one went back with me. While we were in there, nothing happened. But I did take a look at the name uh, on the bills. And I found out 
the the name of the artist uh, who had created all that art on the walls. It was the person who owned the home. Now, I really wanted one of those pieces of art that were hanging up in there, but I was not willing to steal or take anything. So instead, uh, I wrote down the name of the artist and went back to my place in Brooklyn, uh, where I researched and found that uh, the person who had created all that ink art had died in the early 90s. What I also found out was that he had a protege, and she was still an active artist in New York City. She was the lone successor of this art form uh, spearheaded by an Austrian artist and popularized in the 1950s and 1960s. He would cut into wood and then smear that wood with, uh, with black ink and then use it as a press to create uh, really interesting art. So I emailed the woman who was his protege and she got back to me. Uh, she was fascinated by my story and she reached out to the still living widow of the deceased artist. The widow had not visited the house in decades and it was clear that she would never return. But uh, she, she was so interested in the story, uh, she offered me the place. I was not looking to purchase a haunted house uh, and I had no use of a cabin in Vermont. Uh, but uh, that was an interesting turn. The protege artist uh, thanked me for the armchair tale and said that I could go on her website and pick any of the prints that she had created in the style of the, the old master artist from Austria. And I found uh, one that uh, spoke to me uh, and she said, I'll, I'm gonna make a fresh print for you uh, because I've just got the wood. I can slap some ink on it and make one anytime and I wanna send it your way. And there it is today, hanging on my wall. Uh, it's the Upper West Side done in this splotched ink style. Here's more of his art. Very macabre, as you can see. And it goes on and on and on. I'm going to have to reply to that one as soon as I finish recording because I hadn't listened to that story before playing it right now. And uh, I wish I could share with you the images that uh, are at the end of that because they're super, super cool, very original, uh, kind of like book pressing artwork. Uh, but you can see it if you pop into Hi-Ho. I've said this before and I'll say it over and over. The number one reason I love doing haunting season and I keep building it out to be more interactive and have more and more content is because I love hearing from all of you. I live half my life in the comments section and sometimes my thumb gets too sore to type anymore. Sometimes carpal tunnel syndrome is knocking at my door like ghost face, uh, ready to end it for me. Hi ho. If people get into it could be a really, really cool way to have in-depth conversations that aren't restricted by character limitations in the comment section. And it would give me the gift of seeing your faces and hearing your voices. It's a free app. There are no ads. And so far, it's been a lot of fun to mess with. So if you feel like giving it a chance, I would love to see you on there and would love to start adding your voices into the podcast on a regular basis. Okay, so that's the first expansion for the future. Hi-ho, the app. I'm posting a new conversation there each week. 
And before I get to the second, I want to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Mixtape Massacre, and actually more specifically the sister board game, Escape from Tall Oaks. I got together with Colby, Cody, Jessica, and the hosts of the Hello Weekly podcast, Nick and George, last night to play Escape from Tall Oaks, the sister board game to Mixtape Massacre, where you play the survivors trying to save the town and escape from murderers. It's 1980s themed and offers not only beautiful design and cool characters, but in-depth gameplay that starts off collaboratively, but then leaves everyone scrambling to save their own asses to get to the chopper. It's a much more complex game than Mixtape Massacre, with tasks that need to be completed, victims that need saving, supplies and weapons to gather, attacks from slashers, and it all boils down to being the one survivor to get away. If you like games like this, you can go to hauntingseasonpod.com slash mixtape for a special 10% off discount. That's hauntingseasonpod.com slash mixtape for 10% off. It's a lot of fun. The second way I'm expanding Haunting Season is all about the podcast itself. Last week, we launched The Office, the new segment that now follows the scary stories where we talk about the themes and the scares and dive deeper into the story being told. It doubles the length of the episode when there's a new story and features a friend of the show, another voice for me to talk to. Oh, and I decided to call it The Office because every time my wife Courtney and I watch a scary movie, we have to put on an episode of The Office as a palate cleanser before bed. No nightmares, please. So in addition to this new segment on the story episodes, I want to also start creating more podcast episodes about horror content in general, starting with movies and TV shows. I know there's a ton of movie review podcasts out there and a lot of really good ones too, but what will make Haunting Season different is we will focus on the mentality and the decision making of the characters. Each of these movie episodes will feature two to three friends of the show like Cody, my wife Courtney, and various guests from the horror content community and we'll digest the movie, talk about mental health, decisions the characters made and why, and maybe what we would do differently if it were up to us in these situations. So that's something you can look forward to on here as well. Well, hey, my voice has given just about as much as it has in it today. Thanks for listening. Hang on after the credits for where you can find more content from Haunting Season, and I hope to have you listening next time. Bye, friends. Haunting Season is written and created by Joshua Sterling Bragg and is a joint production of Matt Gielan and Believe Limited. Executive produced by Matt Gielan, Ryan Gielan, Patrick James Lynch, with creative support from Cody Dugan, Jessica Richmond, Mel Forrest, and my wife, Courtney Barber. Haunting Season's editor is Colby Crow, and she uses music made for the show by North Innsbruck. You can find different content from Haunting Season on all of our platforms. YouTube has scary stories. Instagram has spooky photos and updates. TikTok has movie reviews, urban legends, haunts, and lore. And we're now on the app HiHo, where you can contribute to the podcast with your voice and your video to hop into the conversation yourself and get personal replies from Josh through video as well. Thanks for listening, friends. And remember, we're more likely to survive if we stick together. I'll see you next time. Bye.